quite often I spent, I still spend considerable time uh, going to rehabs and not talking at people, but talking with them. And sometimes I'll relate stories uh, when I used to sit down and I'd ask these people to say, hey, what do you think of this higher power? And I'd just say nonsense. And I couldn't, I couldn't fill this couch with the number of people who were true atheists. Many, some would try to impress me or shock me mm-hmm. by telling me they were. However, I was cool with that also. But then uh, most of them would say, I believe. And then sometimes I uh, would irritate them by asking them, well, where did that belief get you? It got you staring me in the eyeballs. It got you in psychiatric hospitals or jails or detoxes or or depression or anxiety. And so what I speak to people about, I talked about moving from belief to faith. And Mike, all faith is is belief in something that you don't understand. Uh, how much do you know about electricity, Mike? If anything, uh, not as much as my uh, electrician family. <laughs> so I do know that these glowing things that are above us are powered by electricity. And I know it comes from a power plant. And I know that it's generated by coal, gas, uh, uranium whatever type of power they generate with it. It comes here through a wire, but after that, that's about all I know. All I know is it's dangerous, as I was foolish enough to stick my finger in a socket more than once, okay? Um, So what does that do me? However, I have faith that if I go over to the wall and flip the switch, the lights are going to go off. Mm -hmm. However, what we're talking about is faith in action. Faith in action. And generally, and we're going to tell the lottery story again, uh, for those who are just tuning in, perhaps it's the first time. If it's the second or fourth or 50th time, uh, I'd like you to be able to repeat this story to other people. There was a person who prayed to win the lottery every single day. Mm, Sweat blood. Prayed every day. Please let me win the lottery. Please. So nothing ever happened, so they got so upset one day that they went out to side and they yelled up at this guy. They said, God, why won't you let me win the lottery? And God called back down and said, could you meet me halfway and at least buy a ticket? The idea about this is the faith in action is to buy the ticket. I'll do my part if you do yours. I will do my part if you do yours. You can't sit around on the couch all day just wishing things to happen. And waiting and hoping that it'll mm-hmm. come. Uh, everyone wishes that their life was a little better. Mm-hmm. Everyone wishes that they had a little bit more money. Everyone wishes that maybe they had this, that, or the other thing. However, wishing does not get you anywhere. I wish I was a world-class guitar player and rock star. Oh, boy. Oh, that's great. Have you picked up a guitar? (laughs) Well, Mike, uh, I'm going to include you in this also. I think our spandex days have passed us. Oh, I I don't know. (laughs) I've seen seen some wrestlers that uh, have a lot more poundage than I have Uh that, uh, that, uh, you know, give me hope still. Okay. (laughs) Well, then they have that... Well, they have confidence in themselves. That's right. And that's cool. So that's the whole idea about buying the ticket and its action and effort. Uh, However, there's a lot of people who suffer from procrastination and lack of motivation. Mm -hmm. And this is where we get into our I choose words. We begin to be able to speak to ourselves in a kind way like we talk to a friend. Talking about breaking down tasks into component parts. 
Uh, you and I have discussed this before. Most people, and now this is freely adapted from the 12-step book, most people allow their problems to be pile up and become astonishingly difficult to solve. Okay, so they allow their problems. Each one of them is a stone, and they have this large mountain. So if Mike and Jim are approached by a company and they take us to this large mountain of stones and they say, okay, guys, we're going to give you 30 days to move the mountain. We might sit back and say, wow, that's a huge mountain. How are we going to move that whole thing? Uh, I don't know if we can get a machine big enough to move it or buy enough explosives to blow it up. (laughs) Can we go over it or under it or around it or through it? So after 30 days, we come up with all these ideas. We fall in and out of friendship. We, uh, but finally, we agree that we can't get it done. And the person comes back and said, uh, I gave you guys 30 days to move this mountain, and it's still here. And we're trying to explain the, our reasoning to this gentleman. And somebody walks down the street and looks at that mountain and goes over to it, takes one rock, and walks away. And in 10 seconds, they've moved more of that mountain than we have in 30 days. <laughs> People tend to look at the big picture and get overwhelmed. Have you ever been overwhelmed in your life, uh, excuse me, overwhelmed in your life, Mike, with tasks in front of you? Um, a lot. <laughs> okay. It's an ongoing issue uh, that I work through. And that's my challenge every day. That's the thing that I uh, attempt to. Uh, fix up an altar. So how does that work with you? How do you deal with that? It's just a little bit of uh, compartmentalizing things, putting them in line, try, try to put them on a list and out of my head wherever I can, but also you know, trying to do things a little differently every day. So we learn to stop, step back, and look at situations. Stop, step back, look at. Almost like we were going to a movie, watching the scenes, describing the scenes, describing the characters. And one of the most effective things that I believe is say, okay, what would I say to a friend in this situation? If a friend came to me with this exact scenario, what would I say to them? Quite often it would be a whole lot different than what you say to yourself. Isn't it amazing that we can uh, be much more calmer and direct and logical when we're dealing with a friend's issues than our own? Absolutely. Again, it's just what you talked about before. If you're if you're too close to it, you're not going to see it. Stop, step back, look at. And when we begin to ask ourselves, am I reading the label? Mm-hmm. Am I reading the label? Mm-hmm. This all involves making conscious choices and recognizing that your way is not working and that some tire is flat and developing the tools to change them. And this is where we have, sometimes we have an issue asking for help. Sometimes we have an issue about asking for help because sometimes we don't feel that we're worthy and we don't want to interfere or disturb someone. Right. However, most people are more than willing to give you a help. The third step in 12-step recovery is made a decision to turn our life and our will over to the care of God as we understand God, okay? So we're talking about making a decision. We're talking about making a choice. Now, there's some who probably think that when you turn your will over to a higher power, that you have that higher power make every single decision in your life. 
What should I do today? What clothes should I wear? What relationships should I be entering into? Uh, down to who should I be associating with? What type of a job should I have? What type of TV program should I watch? What type of music should I listen to? However, what we're to, when we're talking about aligning our will with the will of a higher power, what we're talking about, Mike, is doing the next right thing, mm -hmm. making wise mind choices. It's just kind of taking a moment. Taking the moment, mm -hmm. stop, step back, look at and asking yourself, is this an emotional mind decision or is this a wise mind decision? Our job, Mike, is to not intentionally interfere or disturb or deprive anyone of happiness or liberty. That is our, that is our purpose. So in the Buddhist world, it said that words pass through three gates, three gates before they could leave your mouth. And the first one is, is it true? The second gate, is it kind? And the third gate, is it necessary? Can we add these rules to Twitter as well? I would hope that there are some general rules of civility that are followed. However, uh, there are people who seem to take great delight in looking to be offended. And Mike, it's not our job to change anybody's mind or to convince anyone that we're right. So my suggestion is that when you're in conversation or entering into conversation, ask yourself those three questions. Is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? And also, I'd like you to be able to step back and look at your own conversations with yourself. Is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? That's so important. So how do you think um, I'm sh you uh, have occasion to uh, transport people around the city? Do you not? Yeah, I haven't for a while, but definitely uh, you know, with Lyft uh, uh, ride sharing, I, I had done my share of it. Okay. So how do you think the conversations in your vehicle would go if those three gates were adhered to? I, I think I've had drivers that do not adhere to those gates that <laughs> 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 I've been in, in in other cities. It's just like, oh, are we having this conversation? Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is a long ride to the hotel. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. And I'm suggesting to everyone that they perhaps may want to incorporate in their lives mm -hmm. to take a look at that. So, and again, when we're talking about turning our will over, it's not surrendering your free will. It's doing the next right thing. What is a wise mind choice? Am I going to be interfering with anybody's happiness, health, or freedom by the actions that I'm taking or the words that I'm speaking? It's, your, it's not your job to make anybody happy, but it's certainly your job not to intentionally cause distress to anyone. Absolutely. If you want to walk down the street with wearing a aluminum hat to keep the rays and the energy from outer space from reprogramming your brain and you're not harming anyone, please do. Well, you've obviously seen some of our other podcasts on this network. <laughs> <laughs> please do. As long as it's not disturbing anybody. So is everyone 
perhaps may be aware, I am a behavioral health therapist. And generally when people talk to me about those types of situations, I ask them if it's distressing to them. If maybe whatever they're doing is distressing to them or distressing to somebody else. And if I, and if they tell me, no, truly, no, I'm happy and I get along in this world and I uh, do very nicely, I, I, why, give me a reason to change that. Give me a reason to change that. So sometimes you run into people, Mike, who are say, oh, I'll never do this or I, I won't be able to get ahead, uh, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my suggestion is to you, rather than try to encourage them, it's all oh, I know that you can, those type of things. I'll challenge you to say, okay, convince me, convince me, convince me that you can't, you're never going to get anywhere. So sometimes uh, maybe a patient will come in and see me and they'll say to me, I know you can't help me. I'll say, okay, convince me. Convince me that you cannot be helped. And if you can convince me, then our time together is done. And no one has done it yet. No one It's has, an interesting challenge. It is an interesting challenge, isn't it? Rather than encouraging somebody to, to tell them why they can do something, I'm more interested in them telling me why they can't. Give me those reasons. So those first three steps of uh, 12-step recovery are known as commitment steps. So our challenge to everyone out there today is to commit, commit to your own life. Commit to some type of behavioral change or enhancement to your life. That's what we're looking for. We're not looking to help anybody change their personality or do things like that. What we're looking for, we're offering lifestyle adjustments and lifestyle enhancements through behavioral change, through acceptance. And if you have any questions or comments or concerns regarding this podcast, you can certainly contact Mr. Mike via this program. And if anyone out there would care to share their own story of recovery, uh, we'd be glad to provide that platform for you. And as always, we provide a free prescription at the end of every episode, fruits, nuts, and vegetables, and unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. And as always, do a kindness for yourself, do a kindness for your another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste. Please join us for further discussions on behavioral change through 12-step recovery techniques. And please connect to our link that will be provided uh, from our friend, Krish Mohan, good friend of this show and ours personally, who's a self-described social vigilante and he has given us permission to share the last portion of a show that I myself found particularly meaningful as far as social justice and showing dignity and respect to every single person that we meet. Well, we're living in extremes. That's what we're living in right now. We're living in a culture of extremes. And that's pretty natural for human beings to do that. When we kind of wake up out of complacency and realize there are all these problems in the world, we either go way over the far right or we go way over to the far left. But that's because extremes are fun, aren't they? They're fun, right? Pride parades are fucking fun. Let's be honest with ourselves here. You know? They are. They're extremely fun. Think about it like this, okay? I travel all across the country. I take these endless stretches of highways everywhere I go. And there's always these signs on the side of the road, right? Roadside attractions, they call them. 
It's always the world's largest ball of cheese or the world's smallest penny, right? It's always the world's largest something or the world's smallest something. Because nobody wants to get off the highway, drive six miles down a backwood country road, pay $10 to go to a barn to see the world's most rational and utilitarian rocking chair. (laughs) You're like, fuck that shit, I'll just go to Ikea, pay $29.99, start my living room, I got Wi-Fi there. (laughs) Streams are just more fun, you know? And I hear extreme savings everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, I hear extreme statements. From both sides of the political aisle. Here's an extreme statement I hear. People come up to me and they'll say, well, all Muslims are good. Or they'll say, well, all Muslims are bad. What? How can we make statements like this? How can we make statements like this when we can't even agree that all blowjobs are great? We can't even make up our minds on oral sex, but we're going to make large, sweeping, generalized statements about a growing and evolving religion that's been around for a couple hundred years. Right? Maybe we pull back, give them some patience, let them breathe a little bit, right? Let them grow. Give them some time. Here's one I hear. I hear, I, I hear this like once a month, right? Somebody will come up to me and they'll go, Well, America's a Christian nation, baby. America is a Christian nation. Uh, no, we're not. I have proof that America is not a Christian nation, right? Think about it. Every time somebody comes out and claims that they are the second coming of Jesus Christ themselves, we take that person and then put them in a mental institution. (laughs) And then we give them pills made by science. Uh, We're not a Christian nation, right? That is proof that we are a secular nation. If we were a Christian nation, we would be overrun with Jesus right now. There would be a Republican politician on television every day going, there's too many damn Jesuses in this country. Coming in here for free, crossing heaven's gate. Telling me to love my neighbor. It's my right to hate. Ridiculous. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.